Welcome to Cover Stories with Chess Life, the U.S. Chess Federation's podcast that goes behind the scenes and more in-depth about each month's Chess Life magazine cover story. Make sure to listen to our family of U.S. Chess podcasts, which includes One Move at a Time on the second Tuesday of each month, where Dan Lucas talks to people who are advancing our mission statement, Ladies' Night, which drops on the third Tuesday of each month, hosted by our women's program director, Jennifer Shahadi, and on the fourth Tuesday of each month, Chess Underground, hosted by our assistant director of national events, Pete Cargianis, in which he examines the game's eccentricities, peculiarities, and theoretical novelties. All can be found at the podcast link on Chess Life Online at uschess.org, or you can subscribe via iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Welcome to a special edition of Cover Stories with Chess Life. This time, in our special candidates preview, uh, we're doing a look ahead to what will someday be a cover story by GM Jakob Ogard, or uh, Jacob Agard, as many of us uncouth Americans are wont to say. Um, Jakob and I sat down over the weekend to discuss the Candidates tournament, which starts, my goodness, it starts the end of this week, and uh, offers some some thoughts about who we think the favorites might be. Uh, favorites being a relative term, given the 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 general well, I mean, equity among the players. Um, we also took some time to think about uh, the effect that Magnus Carlsen's. Well, it's not a decision; it's an assertion that he may not play in the twenty twenty three World Championship unless he likes the challenger. We tried to think through what the ramifications of of that statement might be on the candidates, um, and and uh, increasingly, I, I I found myself agreeing with Jakob, which I mean is not really surprising. Uh, he, he's a very uh, very smart man and certainly knows uh, the chess world inside and out. But it surprised me given my um, my traditionalism. Anyway. Enjoy this special edition of Cover Stories with Chess Life and come back to Chess Life Online for our daily coverage of the 2022 Candidates Tournament featuring annotations by GM Jakob Agard. Well, it's uh, Candidates time again, Jakob. It is indeed. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? And where are you, by the way? I am well. I'm in Charlotte, and uh, we're going to have a camp here starting on Monday where the four coaches will be uh, Daniel Narodicki, Peter Heine-Nilsen, Veslan Topalov, and myself. Uh, spaces are still available, folks. No, I'm kidding. They're not. <laughs> They've been taken a long are, time though. ago. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. Um, but you should try anyway. You know. Yes, uh, but we're, we're here. A, to talk a, about a huge, a huge bribe to Grand Owen will make will get you a long way. I'm sure. Uh, you can Google him for more information. Yeah. Um, Charleschessender.com. Yes. So we are. Uh, we're here to talk about the candidates and to renew our uh, our long standing relationship where you are our uh, our guest analyst for the candidates. Uh, so your your analysis will be uh, game of the day uh, with your trademark deep annotations up on Chess Life Online. Uh, we're working on a way to give them out in uh, PDF format that will look a lot like the layout you see in Chess Life. 
So there'll be a print version for people who want it. Um, but today, and excuse me, everybody, for my, uh, my allergies being really terrible. Um, we're going to talk about the candidates. We're going to make some uh, half-baked predictions. I, I believe that's the, the phrase we used. And uh, we're also going to talk about each of the players. And, and we're going to talk about the ramifications of, of uh, Magnus Carlsen's possible decision not to play in the next World Championship match and, and how that might affect this. So, um, should we, should I like we? the way you, you said my trademark deep annotations. I know what's expected of me now. Uh, no pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> I, I don't, I honestly, I don't so think. First, so, first, the test. You're going to ask me if I know all play, eight players of the candidates, and I have not looked it up. I failed the other day. So, if you can do all eight, you'll, you're, you're doing better than me. I'm, I'm going to try. So, Ding Lian. Yes. Alarisa Friusha. Yes. Fabiano Kawana. Yes. Uh, Duda. Yes. Laporte. Yes. Rajabov. Yes. Ding Lian. I think you already said Ding. Uh, that's, that's my trick. That's how I get to eight. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's struggling. It's like, you know that, you know, of course he's in, of course he's in whenever you... Uh, well, so we, uh, we have the uh, the, the last challenger. Yeah, we have uh, Ian Nepomniachi. And then and, we have the uh, And we have Hikaru Nakamura, of course. This, this, that's the one I should have remembered, yeah. Especially, uh, uh, yeah, he was he was on our cover. Given the circumstances of my employment, yes. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're not contractually obligated to, uh, to root for anyone, by the way. But uh, from my perspective, it certainly would be nice to have an American in the World Championship. Um, I, uh, or two. Or it could be two. That is true. Uh, let's sort of talk. Let, well, let's let's answer the, the big question first. Um, who is your favorite to to win this whole thing? I don't think there's a favorite. This is. I should start by that, but then I should afterwards. I should make a prediction about who actually will win it, and I'm going to be very uncontroversial and say Fabiano Kawana might win. Uh, why do you think he is the he, he is your your choice? Okay, so I have a, sim a simple uh, indicator for winning this tournament, and it's not rating. This is important. Uh, it is whether or not you are used to winning pop events, and Kawana certainly is. But uh, with Ding Lian and Firusha and so on, they have not really won top events. Um, and we have seen this in the past. Uh, I remember that before 2014, uh, the blogosphere was uh, was very, very keen on Anish Kiri's chances. Of course, he ended up with the best result of all times with 14 draws. Um, and I personally believed uh, that Nakamura might have a chance there. And then I realized after the tournament, and especially after 2016, uh, where Kayakin won and came very surprisingly, uh, according to rating and expectations from everyone, I realized that really having a track record of winning top events is a much better indicator than anything else. Uh, Kayakin, when he won uh, in 2016, he had just won the World Cup. He was second in the previous uh, candidate. He had won Norway chess two times in a row. He really had a you know, a tradition of a winning event. 
Well, if we take, for example, the current lineup, uh, everyone's uh, favorite and, 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 and to some extent also mine, it is uh, Ferusha, um, who's, who's a very nice young man who I've uh, known for many, many years, and I visited his house in Tehran once. Um, he doesn't really beat 2,700 players very often and haven't done very much. Um, so, for example, when he won the Grand Swiss, he didn't beat anyone over 2,700, to my recollection. And then he made this super result in the European Team Championship, where he did meet, beat Mamajarov. But otherwise, again, it was on the back of beating players of uh, a mere 2670. <laughs> you know, guys who, who, who would roll me over uh, at every turn, you know. Um, but if you look, for example, at uh, 2018, do you remember who was the rating favorite? I don't. <clears throat> I don't. Mamijarov. Do you remember the seating of Kawana? Showing my fifth, I, I do not. Yeah. Fifth, fifth, and he won it effortlessly. I thought that the fact that he was very close to winning 2016, where if he had won with uh, Rook and Bishop against Rook against Strittler, he would have gone into the last round only needing a draw against Kayak, and I needed to win and, and tried hard and lost. Um, but his track record of winning top games, winning when it matters, um, I think really, uh, really, really is important here. Um, so there's some players I, I would sort of count as being uh, between outsiders and no chances. Um, so if we, if we sort of start with that, uh, Duda is not strong enough. Uh, he's that, obviously that very strong for individual games. But over 14 games against the best players in the world, I don't see it. See, he, he was my dark horse. He was going to be uh, – if, if, and just to lay my cards out, I, I also have to – I have to agree with you. I think Caruana must be the, the slight favorite. Um, but if anyone was going to surprise, I thought it might be Duda. He might surprise, but I don't think he will surprise and win the tournament. He's just not strong enough. Uh, he, he is certainly much, much stronger than uh, – than he was uh, just a year ago, and, and he's getting stronger all the time. Um, is it is it just they, that this is is it just too early in his career for him for this? Well, maybe he will never get there. I don't know. But uh, you know, there's no shame in, in in getting to number five in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not like there, there's no criticism of anyone here, um, with one exception, which is uh, Rajabov. Um, who I predict will end in last place and uh, uh, will lose 15, 20 rating points. Wow. Okay. Um, what do you think of Nakamura's chances? Um, I, I, I think over 14 games uh, with all top players like this, it's going to be very, very tough. Um, I, I would put him again as uh, sort of on on par with uh, with maybe Duda and Rapport. Rapport maybe is a little stronger, but but with these guys who can can maybe have a great result, but but winning the event seems just a little bit much. And with Hikaru, it's uh, you know we saw in in the Grand Prix that in individual games he could play extremely well, 
but the consistency over 14 games. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical, um, but I would love to see him win it. You know, I, I really would immensely love to see him win it. Um, but I have to say that he's, uh, uh, I think there's only like two tiers uh, of players, well, three tiers, uh, two tiers of players, and then there's uh, Rajabo, uh, who is my no chancer. Um, but we have uh, maybe, let's say, three players who are uh, our favorites, which is uh, the three top seeds, Tim Lian, Ali Reza Ferusha, and uh, Barbaran Kawana. And that's the favorites. And then you have four outsiders. And maybe an outsider can make a second place and get a world championship match. So it's, just, it's, it's not a... It's not a... It's not a stupid thing, necessarily. That was a that was a beautiful segue, by the way, into the the, I mean, the elephant in the room that that any discussion of the candidates really. Has but but to let, yeah, about. let's let, let's let's go through the other players. Everyone knows that Magnus might not play. Um, so I I I put a uh, in the outsiders, and I put him yeah, with with little chance of, of winning the tournament. And the reason why he won last time, in my uh, opinion, is that uh, the tournament was cut in two. He doesn't do well in long events. Um, I said it uh, very early on. Uh, others have said it since, uh, and I didn't. I didn't come up with it, but uh, it was told to me in private by uh, by a strong player. Uh, and uh, you just had to look it up and see that he loses last round so many times. For example, in the candidates, he lost lost round seven and fourteen. So it's uh, against Carlson as well. He he did much much worse uh, towards the end of the the match uh, than he did in the beginning. There is a, a stamina problem, um, and I don't think it's just a matter of of physical physique. Uh, uh, it's also a matter of of, of mental stamina. And yeah, he's. he's uh, on individual days, he's, he's not weaker than the strongest players, probably. But this is over uh, 14 rounds, which is a lot of time. Um, so we have rapport where he's clearly improving. Uh, he used to play all these stupid things, uh, like all kind of things. Uh, but then he, he decided at some point to, to actually be a professional. He's still complaining that it would have been better to have been a lawyer or something like this, uh, but uh, I think he's doing okay. You know. Well, I, I wanted to ask you in particular about him because mm-hmm. um, when we when when I interviewed uh, Nakamura for our June issue, one of the things he talked about was the the financial pressure that these players find themselves in at a tournament mm-hmm. like this, where you know you know if you if you win the tournament, there's a there's a million dollar payday based on being in a world championship. Whereas if you come in, let's say third, um, you know, you, you win $40,000, which is very nice, but maybe that doesn't even pay for the training you did. Um, Rapport just moved or is in the process of moving from the Hungarian Federation to the Romanian Federation, right? Yes. And all indications are that there's a, uh, there's a very wealthy patron who is making this Worth reports. Oh well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yes. How does something like that does, does that does that lift the pressure on a player, or or 
is is Hikaru maybe just sort of no I don't think so no I don't think so I think another advantage for uh, for Kawana is also that uh, he has um, he's played the world championship match before he's qualified um, I, I think the emotional pressure is is less uh, he's not going to get get all all nervous where you could easily imagine that uh, Firusha isn't ready, that he will play well and and so on, but at some point he will struggle because he's not ready. Yeah. While I think with Ding Liren, there's, there's not going to be any emotional problems. It's a, it's a very calm uh, character. What do you think the effect of his essentially being sidelined for two years could be? I mean, he, you know, he, he with all the... Well, the I, I, problems, I, I, but, but the others didn't really play much anyway. So, but Ding Lian has also played these online events. Which, uh, if you look at it, uh, yeah, he's played maybe two or three tournaments less than the other guys, but it's not much. Um, I, I don't think it matters much. Now he played these tw- 28 games. Yeah. So, um, to, uh, to have played 30 games. So, okay. But um, we, we've seen it many times. Players away for, for, for two or three years, but they're still working and they come back and they're very strong. Of course, a recent example was Dominguez, who couldn't travel outside the U.S. and didn't wasn't invited for the U.S. Championship and didn't want to play uh, Opens and, and simply just didn't play for years. And then came and actually increased his level. Uh, I, I don't see, I don't see that this is an indicator of anything. If they if they don't work, it's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. So who, who who else do we have to talk about? We have we've talked about Napoleacci, uh Duda a little bit. Uh, well, Duda, yeah, no, we, we talked about Duda. Yeah, um, we went after the World Cup, but but he won his important matches in Rapid. So it's, uh, you know he beat Vidit in a very nice game in, in classical chess, but Vidit is not of the level of of any other player of, of the candidate. So your 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 uh, your favorite is Caruana. My 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 best guess of who's going to win. He's not my my preference necessarily. Right. Um, but uh, but 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 I I would have nothing against him winning either. How uh, does how does the strategy change given given what we know about second place possibly leading to a world championship? Um, yeah, the question is if this is an advantage or a disadvantage for uh, uh, for basically for two players, which is Ding Lian and Ali Reza Firusha, because it's from the from, we should probably talk about the Carson thing first, and then yes. then we go to Australia. So Carson has said he probably doesn't want to play another World Championship match. Uh, Pina Heine Nielsen has uh, has said several places that uh, you know the the preparation for the match, everyone sort of went into it as if this is the last match, this is the last dance. Uh, and he said on, on, on various social media things uh, that you know, he just doesn't, doesn't feel inspired to play. And you can understand it. So Carson became world champion at the age of 23. Uh, he was barely an adult. Yeah. And it's maybe not such a long time ago for, for old farts like, like me, but... Uh, um, for him, it's been most of his adult life. 
has been focusing on, on playing these matches. And one of the problems with the matches is that um, really only one out of five matches has been between the two strongest players in the world, which was the 2018 match. Right. Um, so I think chess has a huge problem. I don't think the system is working. Um, and it's not about the candidates, the candidates are a great tournament. But uh, I think the, the World Championship match now with computers and the six months of preparation and everyone trying to kill the game, uh, I don't think it's, it's as interesting. Um, we have too many times where it becomes one-sided because at least in the sort of the build-up to it, um, because the strongest player doesn't necessarily qualify. And if you look in other sports, then the strongest player doesn't win the Soccer World Cup or, or uh, Wimbledon or something every time. That's the way it is. Um, and I think chess would, would benefit immensely from separating from this idea that the number one in, in the rating list has to be the world champion. Uh, and, and sort of creating a... a like end of end of season world championship more. Uh, you could easily imagine something based more on the ATP system in tennis, uh, where they get this tournament at the end of the, the year and we get the eight best players and have two groups. And they, it sort of becomes like the Grand Prix, basically. And that becomes a world champion. Just a few more games, the semifinal and the final, but, but essentially that becomes a world championship. It doesn't get... Uh, totally mad down in, in, in preparation against specific opponents, but it becomes more unpredictable, uh, becomes more entertaining, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, the idea of Ilyam Sinov in 1997 of making the World Championship more interesting was, uh, was not a wrong one, but the execution was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> I think the World Cup is a great tournament. But it shouldn't be deciding the world championship. I think we should have a better system. And it would be great that there's many avenues to, to qualify for it. Um, but the idea that the world champion has to wait in the end and you have to beat him in a match, I, I don't see why this, uh, this uh, idea has to be absolutely religious. Um, and then we can, we've seen, we've switched around between systems without any great consequences. So we could try something else. And uh, if Carson doesn't play, uh, probably it would be a, a good time to say that whoever becomes world champion after Carson hasn't earned the right to have the same kind of, uh, of pre-qualified into a final uh, as we've had in the past. It it's could be a golden opportunity for Chess to actually create a world championship where Magnus Carlsen would want to play, you know, <laughs> ironically. It's, it's <laughs> so. funny because, you know, coming into this conversation and having talked with you a little bit about some of these ideas, yeah. um, I mean, I'm a traditionalist. I, I, I love the romance of the unbroken chain of world champions and, you know, telling the story of the rematches. And, um, but I, I think. But it was awful. Last well, time it was awful. Well, why? The match, it was awful. And there was a lot of hype about it, but the actual chess wasn't interesting. 
the candidates is this is no, why you I, know, I, I'm I, here I, again. Candidates was fantastic. Candidates was fantastic. The World Cup was fantastic. And then Carson, he, you know, he's like he wants to play the World Cup. He goes plays the World Cup and can't win it. Uh, no, this is. I think this only is, thing he hasn't won. Yeah? I'm, I'm coming around to your. I'm coming around to your perspective. That's that's the thing that surprises me. Um, is that yeah, the, the match for all the reasons you you discussed? It, it doesn't. So if, work. if we if we take the, the the real serious like I know you you play football managers, so you're a soccer fan <laughs> also. So if we take no, if we take in soccer, you know the biggest sport in the world. Uh, apologies to to. All Americans, so maybe not most important, but the, the biggest in terms of popularity. Right. Um, you know, we have uh, arguably, but not necessarily, the the most Im- important championship is the is the Premier League in England uh, and Wales, and uh, it is played over a, a double round all play all system, and then you go to the tournaments which are actually more prestigious, which is the Champions League, which ends with, uh, even though there's some, actually some return matches and so on, but ends in a final, just one game. We take the World Championship for a national team, just ends in a final, one game. And and before that, there's a lot of knockout games, just one game. There is a huge uh, random uh, element in it, and there's an accept, acceptance of the fact that this is most exciting. It's sport. Uh, you don't know who's going to win in advance. And I know pundits and uh, commentators who actually don't want to look at the actual moves and don't want to follow the actual games, but have to write about it. They write about rating and rating, 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 rating. And as I said in the beginning, um, the rating doesn't indicate who wins the candidates. When was the last time the rating favorite won the candidates? I don't know, but you're going to tell me. I'm pretty sure it was 2013 when Carlton won. That's, see, it's fine. I was trying to do my research beforehand, but I didn't get to finish reading all of this. So um, I, I will take your word on that. Um, that, was, that was the feed book of the year, I think. And yeah. I, have, I, ha- I haven't seen it, <laughs> so, it's, it's even though I, I was responsible for organizing the competition at the time. But of course, uh, three degrees, uh, three layers away yep. from it, so uh, I, I couldn't influence the, the voting in any way. Uh, so I, I think you, you certainly uh, are, are not opposed to some significant revamping of the world championship system. Um, I increasingly am not opposed to it, which is something that surprises me, even as I say it right now. This still leaves out the question of whether or not what Carlson is doing right now is ethical. Um, with the, yeah, the- I, I, I think there is uh, nothing unethical about not wanting to play. There is uh, no obligation for him because he wants to play chess that he wants to sit in this six, nine month preparation for one specific <laughs> opponent and then this match with. Um, yeah, not necessarily a great atmosphere for for the the player, and uh, and everything is, is so much tied into to this, and and it has been pretty uninspiring from a a, a chess point of view. I think for him, uh, the last at least the last three times. Yes. Um, so I, I understand why that that you know he's he's been there. Okay. If, 
so for example, he's won uh, five times, five times world champion. We used to talk about defending world championship. And then with Anand, the Indians started to talk about winning the world championship. So now he's won the world championship five times, the way we, we, we speak about it now. And whether he wins at five, six, or seven, does it matter? It's, you know, for the historical record, it does five nil or seven nil, almost the same. Yeah. But for sure, six one is worse. So, so there's also a reputation thing there uh, for him to consider. So there's something that's not very attractive, uh, where probably there, there's like a, a risk to his uh, his uh, legacy, to his camp company, and so on. But no upside, right? And he doesn't like it. He doesn't enjoy it. Um, and yes, the a one million. Uh, uh, dollars for rapport would be a fantastic amount of money, uh, but Carson's uh, tax records are uh, public knowledge because he's Norwegian, and I think his income is not something like five million dollars. Uh, he's doing okay for himself. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not the money. Right, he he's, he wouldn't play for the money for sure, and, and he hasn't done it for a long time. So, but, so but this, this is all right. But that's just nothing of that. But the idea of going out and speaking about it. This is without yeah. withdrawing, you know, like being in this limbo and saying, Oh, I will play if certain players, like for example, Ferocia wins. And it's clear that it's certain players is Ferocia and Bing Leon. Um, that creates a dynamic for the candidates where the players are going to go and play there. And it's like, Is second place okay? And it's like, We could come into a, see a situation where it is either very damaging. For Ding Lian and Firusha, because everyone want, who sort of from early start want to neutralize them, um, you can imagine everyone trying to draw them, so they don't they don't get a chance to pick up any lucky wins, which you definitely need. You need to play well and be lucky to win the tournament. So you could have that situation where, for them, maybe they can be kept back because the sort of. Uh, uh, you know, if they if one of these two guys wins, then there's no second place. The second place doesn't matter. Or you could it could be that it's a huge advantage to them because they can go for first, and if they miss and get second, they still get a match. You don't know, um, so it's very difficult to work it out. But my my feeling is that we can say in, uh, in three weeks that some. For some players, these statements uh, have made their chances worse, yeah. and uh, you know, and accordingly, for some players, it will have made their chances better. And I don't think that's appropriate for uh, to make such statements. Um, and I think Fidi should have clarified the situation once Carson had made the statements. Um, but yeah, it's a. You know, on the other hand, you you know, the, there's no uh, there's no skullduggery, there's no uh, playing games from Castle Fun. He's, he's simply just expressing his his emotion. So it's well, like, th there might not be ill intent, but he's still putting his thumb on the scale, and I and I think that's yeah, my, that's and, my and, problem. And, and it's one of those things with um, which 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 great a, a athletes and in, in which sport uh, you know the things very. Very highly about the 
the well-being of their competitors. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, uh, they, we, we, well, we often get these, uh, we often see these things in sports. So uh, we should say that compared to other things we have, uh, have seen in chess over the, the last few decades, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't make it up to a yellow card, let's say it this way. Uh, but he should but, he should uh, get a stern talking to. <laughs> Maybe like, not a yellow No, card, we, we, have other, we have other behavior where, uh, and I'm not going to mention anything where, uh, you know, we we we, well, we, we can come with one example here, which is Serkai uh, Kayakin, which uh, beyond the fact that uh, you know he's a well, let's say it as it is, he's an idiot. Who believes in the TV and is happy to uh, to have met the president and for the president to see him as a uh, as a useful idiot? Yeah. Um, you know, he's not a great strategic thinker. He's not a great fascist or anything. He really believes the the Russian propaganda on the TV. It's it, 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 you have to understand it. And uh, you know, we have seen through history a lot of people who believed a lot of things which were just lies, and uh, that's as far as we're going to go in, in, in talking about that. But but he has also uh, 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 he has a track record of uh, of unfair play, uh, stemming back from when uh, thirty dollars uh, or thirty euro a game. Uh, for his grandmaster title and uh, replaying of a game that was drawn and they, they played it again. And the guy didn't take money for it, but he agreed to play it again. And then, then Kayakin won it. And that's how he became the youngest grandmaster, which um, by my can counting with six or seven other players would have become the youngest grandmaster at some point, uh, had it not been for Kayakin. Uh, the first of all being Magnus Carlsen, which he did okay for himself. So that's... <laughs> Nothing about him, but but there are others where it would really have been uh, the avenue for life-changing uh, sponsorships. Uh, uh, this is Sindarov from Uzbekistan, I think. Um, definitely Pragnananda, definitely Negi, definitely Gukesh. Um, people can go and look up the list. There's one or two others who, who probably would have been youngest of all time at the time. Um, and that's why it was so nice that uh, Abhi Misha uh, uh, did it faster than Kayakin. Yes, he did it in maybe the easiest place in the world to do it, but he did it fair and square within the rules. Right. Um, and as we've seen now, uh, while we're speaking, this, he's playing in St. Louis and doing extraordinarily well. well. Yeah. He is very, very, very strong. Uh, he is not uh, the... There's nothing dirty about it. I, I knew him before he made the uh, title he'd been in and some online camps have done, and he's a very, very impressive young man. Uh, so, you know, this is very nice. Um, but if we think like Kayak, and he qualified to be, you know, get a red card many times uh, and, and, and didn't, but only got it over... Uh, the situation where other players would not complete the candidate. It's literally the only reason he was removed. Right. Um, so, uh, and the, yeah, the, the basis of his removal was very dodgy in my opinion. Um, but, you know, people always disagree with the uh, legal uh, decisions and uh, 
I still appreciate we have a legal system and I accept that it makes a, makes a decision it did. Um, so in, in that, you know, th thinking about that, then, you know, okay, Carlson saying he doesn't want to play a match. Uh, yeah. I think he should, I think he shouldn't have done it, but it's not more than that. I, I, but it, 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 it is one of those things where you're trying to think it through strategically and you get really dizzy. Yeah. And, no, I, I, uh, I think, I'm sure that players have done that some of them as well. My my only concern is that it's you know the 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 just using the the card analogy, um, it, it feels like it's almost to the point where if he doesn't get the result he wants, he doesn't care what card he gets because he's leaving the system, and and that's you know which again you know whatever commercial interests are whatever whatever and and again I I I absolutely take at face value what you said that that he's not there's no malicious intent when he's when he's. But he has, he has read the system before. Uh, he has a little history that's maybe useful. Because in the, uh, in the 2010 11 cycle that led to the 2012 uh, match, uh, he was in the, in the Grand Prix and he left it, uh, announced that he was not in it. And FIDE put him back in it. <laughs> he had to announce it again that he was not playing. And he didn't want to play the. The candidates in uh, Kazan in 2011, which was uh, won by Boris Gelfin, because he thought the system was unfair and random. And you know, Boris is my my is my man, but uh, but he had a point. <laughs> so let's say it this way: Boris was not the favorite going into the the tournament, and winning a, a lost position in a rapid game with Kamsky is maybe a little bit on the tightrope. Um, so, uh, you know, for him to leave a system where he doesn't like it, he's done it several times. I just, uh, I, I just wish he would have done it before. I, mean, I, I just wish there was. I, I think you know, like the the high ethical point is, uh, uh, you know, it would have been been better if he had said, "I don't want to play this anymore. Uh, please feed a, you know, prepare yourself for." Either changing the system, which has previously said he wanted to have more rapid in it, which doesn't make sense to me. But um, but he has a you know he, the ethical thing would be to say I, I don't like this format. I'm not playing it anymore. And good luck and uh, and all the best and thank you for good years. Um, instead of this, um, I'll see who wins. Right. The alternative yeah. was to. Say nothing, and then wait to see who wins because it doesn't influence who, who wins. Uh, you will be a number two would luckily get the get in there, and maybe number three would complain. Oh, if I had known that the second place, you know, I would have played differently in the last round or something. Something. Yeah. Um, but now nobody knows it. Um, so, by the way, do you know there's a rule change from the last candidates uh, about the tiebreaks? Yes. Yes. So in previous tie breaks, number of wins or number of losses, depending on how you like to look at it, <laughs> uh, the one with the higher number of losses or wins uh, in an even uh, score would have the best type. And there was also individual score also mattered. Um, but this time around, there will be a playoff. Yes. And the players have expressed this. Now, in my opinion, this is a big mistake. Why? 
because we know from tradition from the Grand Prix, we know from uh, the World Championship matches, we know it from the, the World Cup, that whenever we have a situation where uh, the score is even, uh, there is a lack of uh, there's a lack of risk taking, and especially in the World Championship matches, really, you know, if you want to do the matches, do there's so many ways you can do it. You can do the you know the 15 games and the challenger gets wide but has to win the match, or the world champion gets wide and has to win the match, or the world champion chooses white or black, or whatever, and but it has to be a decisive result. You can do the prequel rather than the playoff and so on. Anything you do to get out of this situation where the score is tied, um, we've just seen that there is a risk aversion, and it's not good for the sport uh, from the spectator point of view, which is, is my my view. Um, and why we want to have more classical uh, chess decided in rapid, I don't understand. Uh, we, we we have a classical world championship where um, two out of the last three matches were decided in rapid. Uh, a lot of the the, the players uh, qualifying for for the candidates who, who have come qualified through rapid. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I see your point. Um, at least it's an improvement upon the 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 more wins, more losses. Uh, to, to me, at least, no. you don't think so? Yeah, no, no, of course not. No, no. Uh, on the other hand, we have a we previously had a system that rewarded risk. Now we have one that rewards risk aversion. No, it's worse. Okay, I um I I am I'm I guess more sanguine about <coughs> it, but I, I I see your point. Um, if if we're looking, but of course, for... it's all it's all about what you want. Um, the thing I really like about the Canada's tournament is uh, there's one one winner, right? And uh, well, most years, every yeah, most years, and there's one, there's one prize, uh, always only one winner, but but most years, there's only one prize that matters, and um, all the players come prepared to fight. And then, after like, like it says, four or five rounds, usually there's some players, let's say Gristchuk or something, you know, bad start or Wesley or something, but the preparation was still to fight, so they fight. You know, and they keep fighting. They have all these things, and they're prepared. And in you know, in six months, uh, everyone else will have have found them anyway and played them anyway. So they might as well play them. And we get not like just a fight for the first. We get a fight all through all four games. And now you create a, a system where uh, you just tilt it more toward risk aversion and deciding it in rapid and. I like the World Cup. It's great. I don't want every tournament to be the World Cup. Um, of course, this is still far from it, but I, I, I don't see why it was needed. It, it, I think we the idea that somehow we had the wrong winner because of this system anytime, I, I don't see it. All right. Well, so our predictions... Since we have, I think we've tested everybody's endurance with this video so far. Um, uh, don't worry, nobody's watching this. Part. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> um, so we are both uh, thinking. Oh, I'm a slight favorite among yep. three evens favorites. Um, and and I'm willing to stick my neck out a little bit and saying I wouldn't be surprised if Duda 
uh, does well, but um, that 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 may not be a very brave thing to say. Uh, we will, I, I will send you a, a signed copy of my next book if Duda is in the top two. Since, since I probably will do anyway, so it's a, <laughs> but works, it works for me. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to check in probably again at halftime and see if our uh, our, our our predictions were anywhere near accurate. Um, but until then, well, they were very vague. <laughs> so yes, from experience, oh, that's, we give ourselves wiggle room. That's that's the way to do it. Um, okay. But play begins on June seventeenth, and uh, even though you will be uh, at the Charlotte Chess Center. Uh, I believe still at that point, you you will be doing annotations and they will be up on uh, uschess.org. And I think everyone's going to enjoy them. Yeah, I think the 17th itself will be the the day I will struggle most with delivering quickly. Uh, but after okay. that, it should be pretty quickly most days. Uh, yes. I think I will also struggle on the 6th of July if the tournament is still on by then. Uh, tie breaks are on the fifth, so if they go to a second day, I, I think I'm fine. Yeah, yeah but I'm right. not sure when my flight back to to Europe is. That's somewhere around there. All right. Well, uh, Jakob, uh, as always, it has been <clears throat> interesting uh, to to hear your thoughts on on all of this. Uh, as always, well thought out and opinionated, and I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what this tournament's going to bring us. I think it's going to bring. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of interesting chess. Who's leading half halftime? Um, uh, who's leading at halftime? Yes, <sighs> Caruana. Yerusha. All right, we will check and see if our predictions were right. Good. Any any wins in the first round? Who's, so we, uh, first round pairings. I, I have them right here. Uh, Duda Rapport, Ding Nepomniachi, Caruana Nakamura, Rajabov Ferruja. Um, Duda and Perugia. It was a report Perugia, right? It was uh, Rajabo, Perugia. Rajabo, Rajabo, Perugia. That's what I meant. Stone cold draw, guaranteed. Really? Stone cold draw. Probably all seen in theory before. I predict. Because it's Rajabo. We will see. <laughs> we will see. Take All right. care, John. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cover Stories with Chess Life. Our podcast will return next month on the first Tuesday when we will again be making a deep dive into the pages of Chess Life magazine. U.S. Chess is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose educational mission is to empower people, enrich lives, and enhance communities through chess. To become a member, go to uschess.org and click on the Join button where you can find a membership option that is right for you. As a member, you enjoy rated play, print and digital copies of Chess Life or Chess Life Kids, and you help U.S. Chess grow the game. If you're already a member, consider clicking on the donate button at uschess.org. Our podcasts are produced and edited by Jason Andre at Seven Season Films Photography and Media. Please visit sevenseasonfilms.com to find out how to start your own podcast. Thank you and good chess. Chess.